On this Aviation special, we sit down with Mike Slammer, Paul Richards, and Amanda Boyer, three members of SEN's The Nine for 2021. Find out how they got involved in the industry and where they see the future of Pro-AV. All that and more next on this Aviation special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is an Aviation special. SCN The Nine 2021, Part 2. This is Tim Albright with an Aviation special taking a look at the SCN The Nine class of 2021. Every single year, uh, Megan Dutta and our friends over at SCN uh, System Contractors News picks nine of the best and brightest up-and-coming young AV professionals to highlight. And we sit down with uh, with all nine of them, at least if we can, uh, and have conversations. We break this up into three different uh, podcasts simply because me interviewing nine people is not um, – it's just not pretty. I've done it before. It's, I, I lose I lose control easily. Uh, so with me on this episode is a number of, of, of old friends and new. First and foremost, Amanda Boyer. Uh, she is currently with AV Chicago, but we met her through our friends over at Vic. So welcome, ma'am. Thank you, Tim. Absolutely. Uh, also, our, our buddy Paul Richards uh, over at PTZ Optics and Stream Geeks. Welcome, sir. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And last but not least, a young man I've met uh, through the socials, uh, Mike Slammer uh, from Discovery Communications. Welcome, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So first and foremost, congratulations to all of you. Uh, it's it's a huge, huge uh, achievement, a huge honor. Uh, I love this this episode that SCN does. Um, there are a number of magazines that that highlight the the, the youngest and the brightest uh, coming up. I do like this because it 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 you know Megan and, and her team have a habit of of finding folks and, and kind of you know highlighting exactly what their strengths are regardless of of who they work for. Uh, Amanda, we're going to start with you on this. Um, I mentioned the fact that you work with AV Chicago. I met you uh, when you were helping all of us uh, that, that that are involved with Avixa over there. So talk for a minute about how you got involved in the AV industry. Yeah, so I think my story is like so many others. Um, I was actually doing copier sales and uh, realized that I wanted to do something different. Uh, loved technology, but didn't really know where that might fit in. Um, and so I, I knew Ann Brigida, uh, who was uh, the former senior director of standards out of ICSA. Uh, and I told her, I was like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a job. If your organization has anything, let me know. Are you hear of anything from, from your network? And she was like, actually, I, I think I... I think we are hiring at then uh, Infocom uh, for an account manager. I was like, great, sounds interesting. Send me over the job description. Um, and uh, fortunately for me, I was hired um, as the account manager, uh, looking and focusing on our education and certification programs, looking at uh, what are the needs of members of, of Infocom then, um, and what classes and trainings um, sessions should they be taking, um, looking at it from an organization and an individual point of view. Uh, Grew, um, rose to the ranks over at Avixa, um, and uh, after about a, a little over a decade, um, was the senior director of member services, and I oversaw all of North America, looking at customer service, uh, member experience, um, looking at how people should be involved with our, our many councils, um, 10 councils that Avixa has that for different parts of the industry, growing our member base and looking at the global member community and how are we serving that and how is Avixa serving that. Um, now I get to uh, 
put all of that skills plus my passion for AV into my work as the general manager at AV Chicago. Um, we are a Chicago-based um, live event production team. Um, and so I'm sure you're all thinking, oh my gosh, you know, the live event community, um, so much has happened over the last year. Um, we were lucky to be able to look at um, where the industry was going and help our customers and clients um, utilize our virtual event technology um, to host their what was supposed to be in-person event into a virtual um, atmosphere, everything from the registration process to the execution. Um, so I get to, to jump in and really help rebuild as we're looking ahead, not only to continual uh, virtual event production, but high quality records. Um, what is hybrid events and how are we making sure we're doing that in a safe manner? Um, and so I get to oversee the, see the team uh, and work with the two co-owners, Andrew and Justin, uh, on that strategic growth and development. And so it's been a really cool way to take a lot of the skills I've, I've been able to acquire um, throughout my career um, and bring it into a, an awesome environment. And so I I love that I'm still back in the AV industry. I had a, a, a brief blip uh, at a large IT integration firm, um, but it feels so good to be back home um, with my AV community. So um, congratulations to the rest of the nine. I feel so honored to be a part of it. And I look forward to seeing all what we're gonna continue to accomplish for our industry and our community. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been, it's been really, really remarkable to watch these groups, you know, as I mentioned, they've been doing this for a number of years, and watch how each of those little cohorts, um, you know, impact the industry in, in various ways. Paul, uh, PTZ Optics works for you. That's a manufacturer, but I, I mentioned the Stream Geeks as well um, because Paul and his team have created some of the best content um, out there when it comes to uh, from a, a manufacturer side, talking directly to the customers, talking directly to the end users, and providing some really, really great. Um, insights, some really, really great resources. Um, talk for a second about how you got involved uh, in the industry in the first place. Well, I started at a very small professional audio visual integrator in sales. And just to cut to the chase, I was not very good at it. I, I, I still remember the turning point when I screwed up a job. You know, I, I, it was incredible to me how important a good salesperson is in pro AV. It's not just selling a project, but all that communication and coordination with the installers and the engineers. I wasn't becoming a good hub at that. And maybe I just didn't know the pro AV industry well enough when I first got the job. You know, but basically within two or three years, my current boss, who's still my boss, sat me down and said, Paul, I don't think this industry is going to be good for you. I don't think sales is working. I didn't have a lot of sales. You know, I originally signed on. It was sales is generally commission based with a very small salary. And so I wasn't making a lot of money. I wasn't doing very well. And I screwed up a big project, which not only makes me look bad, but the whole company. Because when the salesperson doesn't coordinate correctly with the customer, then the installers are mad. Then the engineers are mad. And I was becoming a broken link. And, and they literally said, you should leave this industry. This is not going to work for you. And I, it was a tough moment. Um, and I wondered, what can I do to pivot? Because I really love this tech. And I, I really want to be in, in tech. And I, but I wasn't really super interested in wearing a suit or fitting out conference rooms and boardrooms. It just wasn't exciting to me. And they gave me the chance to get into marketing. And that's when I made a huge pivot. And so by doing marketing, I started doing live streaming. I started using Zoom very early on. And I was working with Eric Yuan when he only had one salesperson. I was literally like the Zoom sales rep for the East Coast 
in 2014, 2015. And uh, from there, that's where things started to take off for me. And, and I hope that if someone's listening to this and they're in pro AV and they got introduced in sales in the beginning, I think this entire industry is realizing that traditional cold calling sales has pivoted a long way. When I got into pro AV sales, it was back when the people who were established 10 years ago in this industry, they made their living making cold calls. They knocked down doors. They got their foot in the door. They met with the, the, the decision makers and that's how business was done. And it still is done that way. But there's such a huge shift and I was able to pivot my entire career based on inbound marketing, social media marketing, video content marketing. And we create, I mean, I could look, I remember cold calling, entering leads into the system manually one by one. And our company generates 7,000 leads with inbound marketing every month. People filling out forms because they want the content that we're offering. So that flip worked out perfect for me. I rode the wave of, of social media, digital media, live streaming, video production. When Facebook Live came out in 2016, it was like our business doubled overnight. So we were prepared for it. We were prepared for the pandemic. That was a huge boom. Um, so my story is I was literally a failed pro AV salesperson turned marketer, which allowed me to be a little bit more passionate, a little bit more um, fit my own style and having a flexible company allowing me to pivot instead of just firing me got me to where I am today. That is absolutely incredible. And it also speaks to the, to the point of, of finding, finding folks' strengths and finding where they belong, right? I mean, it's, you know, and I am not an HR human resources master, right? By any, you know, um, um, expert at this. But one of the things that uh, I have learned is you know, you can, you can, the old adage of, of you hire for culture and you can train, right? Um, making sure that you, you find people that fit your culture, fit your, your, your company and then find their strengths, right? Find out where they, where they really, really shine. And, and obviously they, they did that with you. So that's, that's a great story. Uh, Mike, same, same question here. You know, how did you, how did you get roped into this crazy industry? Uh, Amanda and Paul have such awesome stories and, and they're so well spoken about sharing them. I, listening to their stories. I'm like, how do I, how do I tell my story? Uh, but long story short, um, I started in a warehouse loading trucks, packing gear, packing road cases, counting out how many XLR cables I would need to run, you know, however many feet the show was going to be. And, and, uh, I really, I really learned a lot in a very short amount of time. And, Part of that was due to having great colleagues. I worked for a small live event production company in New York City. Uh, I was with them for five years, uh, started in the warehouse packing shows, and then they put me on the road setting things up, and then they realized, hey, you could actually run some of these events so we don't have to all the time. And then I started running shows and, and learning the ropes between not just audio, which was my background at the time, but then learning video, learning how to direct camera, learning what pulling focus meant on a camera shot. Um, it wasn't so much building out conference rooms or building racks, but when we started to get into that, I realized that's not something I'm really interested in. I, I love the dynamic feel of the live event industry and every day is different and every gig is different and every person has a different story. And today you might be uh, working a pharmaceutical symposium talking about, you know, the next phase of cancer research. 
and tomorrow you might be doing a summer festival. You know, that was super exciting to me. And coming up through those ranks really gives a perspective of not just being in the warehouse or, 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 or schlepping road cases or working a large scale event, but meeting all these people, meeting folks like Amanda and Paul and you, Tim, and getting involved in the social aspect and the networking and realizing just how widespread our industry is. And it feels like AV is just under the surface of every, like the whole world. It feels like we are connecting the whole world. And I can't imagine a cooler industry to be in as a result of that. Um, and now I, I, I work for a great media broadcast company. Uh, I, I manage Zoom webinars. I do virtual event support. Uh, sometimes it's a really easy day, and sometimes they really you know stretch the boundaries of what uh, a unified communications platform can do. You know, we're talking about how do we add a skin to our Zoom webinar platform? How do we add a multi-track recording to a webinar? How do we do this? How do we do that? And Discovery is partnered with Zoom. We feed back all the time. Um, I mean, I can't speak to exacts, but I can tell you that over this past year, with all the updates that Zoom pushes, our conversations between each other, some of these updates are probably because of feedback that our team has given. And man, how that's that's just so cool. Like we're we're, we're making these waves collectively, and. Technology has never been more important to our world than it is today. And I think, you know, uh, not to pivot and, and talk about this past year, but it's really shown just how strong we can be as an industry. No, absolutely. And you actually talk about this last year, right? I mean, because, you know, this last year has, has you know, you, you the, the old, uh, not old, it's not an old, it's the past, you know, years uh, meme. Uh, you can get better, you can get bitter right in in this last year and you have a choice um and and some folks said you know what i'm i'm done i'm gonna you know um just i'm checked out for the for the last year and then other people folks took it as an opportunity to really kind of you know hone their craft and, and kind of get better at what it is they do so absolutely um all right amanda and we'll ask this same kind of question to, to all you guys um based on where we are now in the industry and, and there are there are certainly you know um equity issues in the industry, there are representation issues in the industry, there's also technology issues, you know, last year, live events basically got decimated, it's slowly coming back. So when you take a look at where the industry is now in, in 2021, and you look forward to, you know, all y'all are younger than me considerably, so I'm going to reach retirement before you, but that's kind of the where I put people is when you look back on your career at the end of it, what do you want to see have changed? And what sort of, um, impact do you want to have on that change? Yeah, um, this is something that's really near and dear to my heart, Tim. I, um, you know, I've been active, obviously, from a uh, Avixa staff point of view um, with the Avixa Diversity Council and the Avixa Women's Council um, and the um, implementation of the Avixa Diversity Council and the, and the growth of the Avixa Women's Council. And now as a member of Avixa, I see that as continued importance as we look at what things our industry are facing. Uh, we look at the the need for diverse thoughts, uh, diverse perspective, um, diverse creativity, um, and ways of thinking about things. Um, one of the things that I'm 
I feel so privileged and honored to be able to do as the general manager of AD Chicago is to help be part of that change. Um, as I'm looking at my team and as I'm looking at how we're growing it and the, and the people that need to be a part of it, core values and culture and how you as a leader uh, not only um, have them as part of your organization, but embody them um, and how you go about your own hiring practices and your own HR practices speaks volumes. And so as a general manager, I look at what are the, the needs of the organization and then I try to go out um, and look in, in different industries, different segments, uh, different uh, going to different colleges and universities, pulling from different talent to truly find the best and right fit. Um, and I'm thrilled that I was able to hire a brand new um, operations manager for our team. Um, her name is Melissa. She's coming in. She has some really great EV experience. She was, you know, out on the road doing different um, events, but she also has this really cool way of looking at operations and process, which is exactly what a live events company needs, especially as we are ramping up to not only be able to go back to live and in person, uh, but we're looking at how are we combining that with the virtual element. And so having someone that can can dive in and think about things in a different way and bring that skill set into our organization is vital. Um, so I think the challenge is, and it's not really a challenge, it's an opportunity, is don't necessarily always go to the same people um, when you're trying to recruit and hire talent because you're going to continue to get the same people. Try to branch and ask different people in your network. Maybe it's through um, a, a, you know, an association that you're a part of or maybe it's through a community group that you're a part of. Um, and start trying to pull and ask different questions. If you're able to understand what you're trying to get accomplished in the roles that you're hiring for, um, and then can kind of start picking people's brains um, in a more social setting, um, you're able to start really pulling from people's unique experiences that might not necessarily come up in a formal interview or if you're just pulling from that same network. Um, I would love to, when I look back at my career, I would love to be able to see that whether it's on, on a panel, whether it's at a conference, whether it's within a team, um, that we're able to pull from different people, from different perspectives, from different cultures, uh, with different mindsets and creativity levels um, to learn better from each other. Um, Part of the magic of AV is that we are able to take technology and immerse people in it to enhance and enlighten their experience. And so if we're able to do that across barriers and across countries and ac across different ideologies, um, and we're able to do that and find that common ground through technology, um, I, get, I just get goosebumps of thinking what as an organization, as a community, we would be able to impart. And so I would love to look back and say, you know what, the AV industry, the AV community, we pushed and challenged people. We had them experience AV and we had them experience technology. Um, and we're that glue that brings brings larger audiences and people Absolutely. together. Absolutely. Paul, talk for a second about, about this because Amanda mentioned the, the community. One thing that you do rather well, and I, I would... I would say that I, I, you would do it the best only because I don't, I, don't, I can't think of anybody that that does it in any better. But I'm sure that there's somebody out there. So, I, I have a hard time with absolute adjectives. But 
you build communities in various places. All right. Um, Paul was one of the first people I, I, I knew that started leveraging Amazon's live video. Um, and if you're just now learning about that, you probably are too, because he was he, he was the first person to do you know live video uh, inside Amazon for for products and services and reviews and stuff like that. LinkedIn live video. He mentioned Facebook Live as well. Talk for a second about you know where you see kind of that community building going over the course of the next few years. Well, it's interesting you asked that question because I you know you could definitely I agree with Amanda. There's a lot of improvements ProAV can do in hiring and as you said, encouraging people to fit in the right place and more diversity is going to be amazing for AV. But regarding, you know, some of the places that I've seen a lot of success in community building, it's interesting to think about the difference between an AV integrator and a manufacturer, mm. right? And maybe a distribution channel partner. I get to work with all three and that was, that, that's, I'm just so happy at where I am right now in my career um, because in a, as a manu, in a manufacturer's position, my job is to support the distribution channel who in turn also support the Pro-AV integrator network. So it's this beautiful ecosystem. And what I'm not seeing from most manufacturers is the use of community building, the use of live streaming. And for example, you bring up Amazon Live. Can anyone dispute that Amazon is not the biggest marketplace for consumer electronics right now? It's just undisputed, right? Yet why, is no, or why are no manufacturers using the live streaming? It's because there's just a misunderstanding of how does it work and what is, what is it doing. A lot of manufacturers, including PTZ Optics, we don't sell direct, right? So it's like, well, why would we be on Amazon Live? Well, what people don't understand is that our resellers who buy from our distributors are selling on Amazon. So as a brand, if we're live streaming and promoting that people buy our products on Amazon, that we can actually say, go ahead and buy them. It actually comes from an AV integrator. Now, that's not much of a pro-AV you know, value-add scenario where products are being installed and designed. People are buying them on Amazon, but it's definitely a fact of you know, just the world that we live in today. Now, we go much further than that, and we'll live stream on Facebook and YouTube and try to evangelize, try to meet customers essentially where they are. And that's the biggest problem with manufacturers today is they're focused on this new spec and that new spec. And I get it. It's because they've been waiting for their engineers to release version 5.7.8.9, and it's finally here, and they want to tell everybody every spec. But guess what? Customers care about how does it work for them. And the thing that manufacturers don't understand is that like, people really don't care about that spec. They care about how does it work with the software they already have? How does it work with Zoom? How does it work with Slack? How does it work in my church. 4K doesn't matter anymore. And so I, that's something that was eye-opening for me when I realized, hey, what I really want to do as a manufacturer is build a community of users that are sharing their ideas. And the biggest breakthrough for us was, you know, when you're live streaming in the beginning to nobody, you don't get the feedback. But when you're live streaming to 100 of your customers slash prospects, they start telling you what they want. And I think that this is possible at the Pro-AV integrator level. It's certainly possible for Crestron and any big manufacturer that has an audience. But I even think this is possible for a mom-and-pop AV integrator to create a community of users, listen to them. They tell you what they want. From a manufacturer's perspective, that's your new feature list. That's the new way that you should be describing your products. There's a huge miscommunication issue in Pro-AV. And to me, I understand it. We, 
from a hiring perspective, we're looking at hiring completely differently. You know what's more important than, um, well, I don't want to say what's more important than what's not, but the type of things where people were hiring is we're, we're hiring like editors. We're hiring like copywriters. Yeah. We're hiring um, people who are, you know, doing SEO, digital, social media. I mean, I could go on and on. We have 10 people in our marketing team, but all of these positions are positions that I wouldn't necessarily think of uh, any of our competitors or pro AV people really hiring. Like who has a copy editor, like two copy editors, a PR person, a you know SEO digital person, a web person, an AdWords person, an Amazon person, a video, I mean, video person. I have two video producers. Like we're thinking, we're taking content uh, creation to the next level and then thinking about how do we do it at scale and then create the inbound marketing that we talked about a little earlier. So there's my tangent. I think that most manufacturers are missing out on that. It's beautiful to look at the pro AV industry in this ecosystem where there's the manufacturers, there's, you know, the um, distribution channels, which are amazing, the distributors and the resellers and the value that we all provide to the consumers at the end of the, the channel. And that's just kind of the way I've been looking at that space in the past few years. All right. Very good. I love that. Michael had the last word on this, you know, look, look ahead and, and where do you want to see the industry going? What do you want to see change? Uh, I mean, Amanda and Paul kind of really nailed it. Uh, where I'm at here to Paul's point, building a community is really difficult. You know, like it's, it's, it's easy to say, it's easy to do, but how do you, how do you rally people to your cause? How do you get them involved? And the answer is to meet them one-on-one, right? The answer is to get to know somebody, because if you say, Mike, come join my cause. Well, what's in it for me? What do I get out of this? And it's not, not to say like, you need to pay me or give me free stuff, but get my interest. For example, I'm using this poly p15 and the reason i got it is because poly reached out and said we want feedback specifically on this device and we think you can give us that feedback they sent it i provide feedback and they say i love it thank you so much and it was such a positive interaction and it was one-on-one that now hey guess what i'm gonna tell people check out poly because they have good products and they have good customer service they care And it's as simple as that, getting people involved, reaching out, and that's time consuming. It's difficult to do. And I hate cold calls. You know, I I don't want someone popping up in my email, popping up in my messages or calling my phone unsolicited saying, hey, I got this cool new thing you might be interested in. Even if I am interested in it, to be honest with you, there's got to be some kind of relationship building. And it's so difficult to do because you can catch me on a great day where, yes, I absolutely want to talk to you. You can catch me on a bad day where I'm way too busy. And because you interrupted my train of thought, I will now push you aside. And that's not to say you did anything wrong. It's not to say that you shouldn't continue doing what you're doing. It's just a fact of life, right? And building that community is so difficult, but I'd love to see it done. And I work towards doing that myself. With my team, uh, I'm, I'm very lucky to be on a, on a pretty diverse team of individuals as it is. And my stance as an ally to that is to simply get out of the way. Let people who know what they're doing do that work. Because nine times out of 10, they're going to do it not only better than you, but they're going to come in with a brand new perspective and they're going to give it the business. 
And even though I might be a technician, I might have the answer, I might have the solution, it's worth it to sometimes step aside and let someone else come in. And that builds community. That allows people to express their interests, to express their hobbies, to express their expertise, and to really make a name for themselves. I like that. I like the fact that this is kind of gone into the community area. So that, that makes me that absolutely that, that's pretty cool. All right, guys. Thank you so much, uh, Amanda Boyle. Thank you so much, uh, Boyer. Good Lord. Um, how do people find you or AV Chicago? Yeah, so um, avchicago.com um, or you can find us on all of the major social media um, networks. So um, on LinkedIn, Facebook. Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can get me um, on Twitter at Amanda Ebbs. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn, Amanda Eberly Boyer. Uh, I look forward to connecting with you and uh, and thank you, Tim. It's always a pleasure to connect and, and chat with you. Absolutely, thank you so much. Uh, Mr. Richard, dude, it's always good to, to hang out with you. Uh, so thank you so much. How do people connect with you, PTZ Optics, or how do they find StreamGeeks? ptzoptics.com or streamgeeks.us uh, on all the socials and uh, join our one of our live streams. And we'll yeah, see kind of what we're doing. Constantly. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he has a better studio than I, but I think we both agree that, that Amanda's uh, AV Chicago is better. We do have ours. a pretty cool. We do uh, have Mr. a cool, Slammer, cool studio. Very nice. You have a very cool studio. Absolutely. Uh, Mr. Slammer, very, very nice to meet you, uh, even though it's virtually. Um, but uh, thanks so much for the time. How do people connect with you? Uh, if you guys want to connect with me on Twitter or LinkedIn, you can find me at Mike Slamer, M-I-K-E-S-L-A-M-E-R. Uh, always happy to dialogue. Uh, of course, you all know Discovery. You have it. You, you love it. You're probably obsessed with one of our shows. And um, I would love to hear what those shows are. Very cool. That, that, that is a very nice invitation. So, all right. Thank you guys so much again. Congratulations on uh, making the SCN the nine for 2021. For us, for Aviation, go by our website, avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others, including the other two versions of this, where we interview the rest of the six uh, for the SCN the nine. All that and more at avnation.tv. 